And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the East End of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Definitely go holler at Skip at the cr- and the crew as they continue to hold it down in the east end of Toronto on the Danforth. Definitely go see my peoples, Skip and company. They will always take care of you. My name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Wrap It Up podcast as we are live all over the place, wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook Live. We're streaming live on Twitter. We're streaming live on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and all over the place. And here's a thing now that you can do as we continue to stream the show live on YouTube. You can just stream that to your TV. So the game ends, you get the alert, hey, we're coming up. Stream that live to your TV. Hit the button on your phone. Everyone has a smart TV right now. Super easy to do, right? No problems with that at all. Super easy. We got you covered as we are the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is. And this is your show because we have all these places where you can get at us live and send us your comments and questions. As I'm sure a lot of people, the diehard Raptor fans, want to talk about the Raptors bench and how exactly the Raptors bench looked tonight after a win over the Sixers. I think, you know, anytime the Raptors beat the Sixers, Raptors fans probably have something to say. So that's probably also a good sign. So if you have something to say, please don't hesitate to hit us up. Again, wherever you're streaming this show live, which we now do with this restart, we've, we've decided to add live streams on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Again, if you're on Facebook, if you're on uh, YouTube, you can just stream that to your TV, right? I know a lot of people got the Chromecast. A lot of people got the smart TVs. We got you live and direct. Hit us up with your comments and questions because we want to hear from you. Tell me which bench player. Well, I guess I know the answer to this, but tell me which bench player you guys enjoyed the most tonight because there's so much going on from the Raptors bench. This was a weird game, but we're here. We got you covered. And in case you miss any of it or you just want to catch us later on, maybe watch us tomorrow on your way, your commute, or maybe while you're bored at work, we got you covered there as well as you can listen to the pod on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, or on YouTube. Again, like and subscribe all over And, you know, share the love that is this to wrap it up podcast because we're here for you, Raptors fans. This is your show. And tonight on your show, of course, we're talking about another Raptors victory as they win 125 to 121 over, again, the Philadelphia 76ers. And this was a weird game, but I still think no matter what, whenever you see Joel Embiid, (laughs) that just, you know, it's a bit of a reaction at a Raptors fan. So we're happy to see that dub 
anytime Embiid's on the other end of the court. But this was a fun one. The fourth quarter was fun. And when I looked at this this game, when the sked was announced in terms of the restart schedule for the Toronto Raptors, this was one of the games I had circled in terms of a big boy game that I'd want to see. But obviously a lot of things have happened since we entered this bubble. First off, Joel Embiid is banged up. He's playing, but he's been banged up. Ben Simmons, obviously, we know is out for the rest of the playoffs. And the Raps don't really have anything to play for. So this was a game where you kind of wondered, well, how much would the starters play? Which starters would play? And not only did we find out that Serge and OG would not play in this game, we also found out that Nick Nurse wouldn't coach in this game either, as he let Adrian Griffin coach this game against the Sixers tonight. And this from my guy Josh Lewenberg on Twitter. Again, if you're a Raptors fan and you don't follow Josh Lewenberg on Twitter, I don't know what you're doing, but you definitely should do so. But this from Josh earlier on, he says, Nurse always speaks highly of his staff, thinks many of them will be NBA head coaches. And Griffin said, Nurse approached him about this opportunity today, wanted to get him head coaching reps. Griffin said, quote, he wants to see me grow. Awesome gesture by the coach. It just shows the character he has. Nick Nurse, I mean, it is a weird flex by Nick Nurse as well, you know, getting coaching reps for one of his assistant coaches, seeing as Nick Nurse himself is only in his second season as a head coach, right? So this might sound like it makes more sense for someone like Pop or maybe someone with more tenure than just the one year. But either way, a good gesture, a nice gesture, something he didn't have to do. So shouts to Nick Nurse for hooking up one of his boys, assistant coach Adrian Griffin in this game. As mentioned, no surge, no OG. That meant the Raptors starting lineup, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Fleet, Norman Powell, Pascal Siakam, and Marc Gasol. And again, you didn't really know how much the starters would play, but I urge in these games where you want to see some good habits being built. And one thing was Norm being back in the starting lineup for the second straight game. We know that Norm didn't really look too good early on in the bubble, whether it was the uh, exhibition games or whether it was the first few restart games. Norm didn't really have things going. And so it's been a really good sign the last couple games to see Norm get his offense going. And the way that it's happening is the thing that I applaud the most because it's coming within the flow of the offense. Five of 10 tonight, 17 points from Norm, and three of six from three. Getting the threes, you're getting him going to the basket. And of course, he's playing defense. But Norm obviously is in the Raptors seven-man rotation that you will see a lot of come playing time. and you need him scoring buckets. So they needed to get him on track. That was huge to see from Norman Powell. So that was cool. Kyle Lowry, this game, as mentioned, the Sixers got out to a good start. Kyle Lowry was in foul trouble early. And Norm was really keeping the wraps somewhat in the game. But the Sixers started out red hot from the floor. They hit eight out of their first 10 shots from the floor. Meanwhile, the wraps were just five of 17. And... And this was their starts. Tobias Harris was leading the way out the gate as he was 4 of 4 to start with 10 points early. Embiid looked like he was doing all right until he got a nice solid hack from Mark Gasol, which, you know, Embiid left the game for a bit, did come back, but ultimately rested most of the second half. And he was getting his wrist treated on the sidelines. But at the end of the day, I, I still kind of think to see Joel Embiid just. I think he wanted to get some confidence because for the Sixers, 
especially without Ben Simmons, they really need to get some form of a rotation down, a style of play down before they get to the actual games of the playoffs. So for them, it was important for Embiid to get in there and to get in there against a guy in Marc Gasol that he consistently struggles against. So the Sixers getting off to a good start, I think was more of a mental thing for them. Just to see them, you know, to see the ball go in against some foes in the Toronto Raptors. Meanwhile, on the flip side, Pascal kind of struggled with his offense. Started out this game one of five. Freddie started out two of six. And as mentioned, Kyle had the foul trouble. But if not for Norm and Mark Gasol, Raps closed on a 9-0 run to close the first quarter. Sixers were only up three, 35-32 after one quarter. And Pascal's shot selection continues to be up and down, I'll say, as we've watched the Raptors come back into this NBA restart sked. And he wasn't shooting well to start the game. And then he came down the floor at one point in the second quarter, shot a three in like, I wouldn't say a fast break, but he definitely was leading the break. Pulls up from three, didn't really have his feet under him, front rims it bad. Started off two of eight, zero of three from the three point line, and I think those were that was a shot to me that kind of stands out in terms of the shot selection. It's like, yeah, I get that you're open, but you don't need to take that shot, and it's gonna take some time. You gotta remember one, you're you're talking about a anybody who's involved in this game of basketball right now. They were just off for five months. You have no idea what some players were doing. Some people were probably playing basketball. Some people might have just been chilling. Some people might have been having a difficult time dealing with, I don't know, the biggest pandemic of their lives. So if someone comes back and they're rusty, you kind of got to understand that. And I don't know what's up with Pascal, but his shot selection just isn't the same. But the thing I did like that I am seeing in these games while I'm complaining about his his shooting his shot selection is that he's still being active he's still giving you the the normal pascal defense that we're used to that has made him into the player that he we see now he's finding other ways to contribute despite his shot not falling now that's all well and good to say at this point but come playoff time you really need to see that change because my guy's got to be getting you consistent 20s and in these opportunities where the Raps are kind of, I don't want to say messing around, but you know they're not going full tilt, Pascal's numbers still haven't really been there. 15 points in this game, 5 of 14 from the floor, 2 of 6 from 3, but again, 9 rebounds for Pascal, 4 assists. So he's doing other things, and if you, even if you go back to last season, that was one of the things I really bigged up and thought the Raps as a team did such a good job of. Even when the shots aren't falling, can they find other ways to contribute to the game and to success and to winning? And Pascal did that. So got to give him a little bit of credit. But at the end of the day, we still want to see some better shot selection, a better just flow to his offensive game because he hasn't had that yet since the Raps have returned to play this game of basketball. But one thing I urge people to pay attention to, and we've been saying this from the get-go, if you go back and watch our preview show that we did on the Ball on Blast pod, one thing I've been saying, the Raptors are going to go as far as Kyle Lowry, woof, woof, tongue-tied there. The Raptors will go as far as Kyle Lowry takes them in these playoffs. 
What I mean by that is Freddie is still a young buck. Pascal is still a young buck. And I know that those two guys have spurts. Well, they will take over for the Toronto Raptors. We saw that last year. But now when you're talking about a night in, night out, just play and driving force, to me, that's Kyle Lowry. And in this game where the Raps didn't have much going at all, Kyle Lowry kept them in the game. In that second quarter, he was getting to the line. He was mixing it up as he normally does, arguing with the refs for foul calls, getting and ones that weren't called. And then the refs call a tech on him, which seemed to fire him up more as he came across the screen next time down the floor, bangs in a three, cut the lead to five. And that's before the way that Kyle Lowry closed out the half was exactly the vet the leader Kyle Lowry that we big up so much on this pod, but also what Raptors fans love about Kyle Lowry. He sees that the Raptors were struggling. He knows that closing out the quarters are big. And this, even if you go back to last year, was something that Kawhi Leonard did so well last year, closing out quarters. Kyle Lowry, after taking the tech, you could tell he's fired up. But next time down the floor, he knows he just yelled at the ref. The ref gave him a tech. So what does he do the next time down the floor? Well, he goes around the screen and he sort of lulls Richardson to sleep. Richardson's tailing him coming around that screen. And Lowry slows up on purpose, pulls up for the jump shot, knowing that there's going to be some contact from Richardson, who's right on his hip, forcing the ref to make a call. Because there's no way that a referee is going to tee you up for a call, you arguing that you didn't get a foul call, give you a tech, and then on the next close play, there's no way the ref's not going to give you that call. But for Kyle Lowry, that meant free, three free throws. And that was big because how do you get your team back into the points? Or back into the game, sorry. You get them points from the line. Free points. Just the way that he closed out the half. And that wasn't even it. After that, next time down the floor again, he's trying to, to set a screen. He flops. Or he's trying to get around a screen, I guess. And he flops which had Mark Jackson, for people who might have been taking in the ESPN feed, Mark Jackson saying Kyle Lowry's the best actor he's seen in the NBA in his career. But great flop by Kyle Lowry, more free throws, goes back to the line, and all you're doing is cheating points to close the gap. The team's offense was lackluster, to say the least, in the first half, but Kyle Lowry found a way to close out the half, keep the game close, keep his team involved. And I didn't even mention how he actually closed the half. And I know it was a travel, but give the man credit. He goes coast to coast as the clock winds down, hits a layup right at the buzzer. Kyle Lowry with 19 points in the first half, but 18 points in that second quarter. 18 points. And this is what Kyle Lowry did such a good job of last year in terms of taking over the game at certain stretches. Now, the Raps had other pieces, namely Kawhi, and people who could close at the end of games or people who could pick up the slack at other points. But what Kyle did tonight, the reason why I'm highlighting that is because we saw that so much from Kawhi last year. When the team was on the brink of getting blown out, here comes a mini run just to keep us in the game, to keep things close. That's what Kyle did at the end of the half. And that's why the Sixers were only up seven points going into the half. And it should have been a blowout. But Kyle Lowry kept it close. Into the third quarter, Raps start to make a run. It was really back and forth early on in that 
third quarter. But I want to give a huge shout, and I'm guessing other Raptors fans as well want to give a huge shout to the man who I think pretty easily is the player of the game, and that's Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher, we talked about it last pod. We talked about it every time Chris Boucher checks into the game. Coaches love when they know what they're going to get when they put someone into the game, regardless of whatever sport you're talking about. That could be hockey, that could be football, that could be basketball. But a coach loves when they know what they're going to get when they put you into the game. And whenever the Raptors put Chris Boucher in, you know you're getting energy. He was all over the place. And the thing, too, is that he gives it on both ends of the floor. Whether he's on the glass getting offensive or defensive rebounds, whether he's blocking shots, then we know my guy is not shy to shoot that three. He was doing everything. Everything that guy was doing. And at the end of the third quarter, this was a great part. This was a great point. Boucher had eight points in the third, okay? My guy at the end of the third quarter had 12 points, six rebounds, and four blocks in 14 minutes of play. (laughs) Again, 14 minutes of play, 12 points, six rebounds, four blocks. What what more do you want from your bench player, your third big, your third center, other than knowing that he's going to bust his ass up and down the floor every time you check him into the game? Great night for Chris Boucher. Overall, finishes with 19 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 blocks. 4 blocks. That's work. No matter how you slice it. Great to see from Chris Boucher. And I know the fan base is fired up about that. And it just shows you again. You need to know whether or not if something happens with Serge or something happens with Mark, we're all knocking on wood as I'm saying that, but you need to know that Chris Boucher is ready and he's just not going to be a non-factor. And at least you know what you're going to get. You might have to change your style of play if Boucher is getting major minutes, but at least you know he's capable of giving you minutes and he's not a liability. You can adjust you can adjust your offense a bit. You can adjust your defense so that it better suits what his skill set is. The bottom line you're showing that if you need Chris Boucher to play, he can give you minutes. And it's just great energy. You can't teach hustle. Right? Uh what's a KG quote? You can't you can't teach heart. It's either in you or it's not. You can't go to the store and buy a six pack of beast. It don't work like that. I'm paraphrasing, but it's something like that. Chris Boucher just personifies that. My guy is just all over the place. And as a Canadian, of course we love seeing that. As another example of someone just coming through the Raptors system in terms of being undrafted, then ending up on Raptors 905, and then now being able to come up on the big squad and contribute. As the kids say on the internet, you just love to see it. You love to see it. So Boucher did work in the third fourth quarter Boucher continued to get things going and then it became a battle of the benches which was fun and you know I'm glad we didn't have to watch a full game of the bench because that might have gotten tired like I'm, I'm talking the deep deep bench right where you're looking up oh yeah Paul Watson forgot about that guy Dewan Hernandez forgot about that guy huge shouts to those guys because they're in a tough position those guys don't really get to play a lot of minutes and now they're also coming back after being off for five months. So who knows what they were doing. But now you've been in this bubble, weird practice schedule, weird life schedule. And now you're getting thrown into live NBA games. 
also on national TV, on ESPN in the States, which is a big deal to these guys, by the way. But give both benches credit because both benches really came out and they were playing hard. And how fun was it to see both starting units on the bench being cheerleaders? That was so much fun. They're even like chirping each other back and forth. That was fun to see. Whether it's Matt Thomas still licking shots, just stay hot, Matt Matt Thomas hitting big time threes. But seeing the bench get some burn is just fun to see. And it was back and forth affair. I thought the Raps were going to lose this game. Not that it mattered. But I just love the way the game ended. And obviously when a game ends like this with, with garbage time, and I say garbage time even though it was a close game, but you know what I'm saying. Normally when a game ends like this, I'm not really going to spend much time talking about it. But the way that this game ended was so fun. And you think you get the raps going back and forth. You got Paul Watson with making Euro steps to the cup to take the lead. Dewan Hernandez with lefty lay-ins. It was great to see this game go back and forth. And then it turned to 18 seconds left. Game tied at 121. And a last second play drawn up for Stanley Johnson. <laughs> what? <laughs> right? This is where we're at. and. I was into it. It was fun. And I get I like what Brett Brown tried to do. Now it didn't work, but I could see Brett Brown's line of thinking where 18 seconds left, you know this is the deep bench. You know Stanley Johnson or whoever the Raps came out with, it's not one of their normal point guards. So he tried to blow up the play by sending a double team, maybe trying to get Stanley Johnson to panic, get the to show the, the team to panic and who knows what was going to happen. But Stanley Johnson remained calm and cool. He took the double team, spun out of it, found Dewan Hernandez who got blocked, but the ball bounced around, bounced around, got back to Stanley Johnson, and he calmly just hit the floater. And that gave the Raptors a win. That gave the Raptors a lead for good. And hey, credit where credit's due. Stanley Johnson... He trusted in Adrian Griffin drawing up that last play, putting the ball in the hands of Stanley Johnson, who is the most veteran player that was on the floor for the Raptors, trusting Stanley Johnson to make a play. And then I'm not mad at Brett Brown because here's the thing too. He's not really trying to go to overtime, <laughs> right? It's like, we're either going to speed you up. Someone's going to get a layup and we're going to lose this game or we're going to go to overtime, which you don't really want to do. But we also don't want to have a situation where it's just, we're going to play this straight up and see what happens with a Stanley Johnson or whoever going one-on-one. -on -one. I just like the way the game ended. And really how the game ended was the Raptors getting another stop, which is fitting. Because as you know, if you follow this team, defense wins. So again, big win for the Toronto Raptors. A nice win for the Toronto Raptors. 125-121. Player of the game nods. We're going to give it to Chris Boucher. Huge shout to him. 19 points on 7 of 12 shooting. Chris Boucher, 4 of 6 from 3-point land. Also add in 9 rebounds and 4 blocks. Kyle Lowry leading the way for the starters. He had 19 points in this game. 18 of those coming in the second quarter to really keep this game close. And most importantly, I think the biggest thing here, Raptors win another game in the bubble. They mentioned it on the broadcast. The Raptors also set a record for win percentage. This is the highest win percentage the Raptors have had in a season. Got to give them credit for that. 
this, you know, this is interesting because there's a lot of different ways we can look at this season. There's a lot of different ways people will try to phrase or frame this season, pardon me. But one of the things I think to keep in mind is the big picture of the Raptors being a legitimate organization. Seven straight years of being a legit team. A legit team that shows a style of play. You know that the Raptors are going to come out and they're going to give effort on the defensive end and they're going to bust their ass and play hard and it's going to be tough to blow them out in any game. And I know that doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but in the league, there's things people call schedule losses where a team will just get blown out just because they got in late the night before or whatever. You don't see that by this Raptors team. They don't really get blown out. It's not a thing. And then you see the depth of the organization when the same principles apply when the bench checks in as well. And they're playing just as hard as the starters. They're all over the defensive end just as much as the starters. And they're playing just as hard as the starters. So it's great to see. Got to give a huge applause. But now as we keep an eye towards the playoffs, I want to urge Raptors fans one thing. And don't take this the wrong way. Listen to my words. Don't try to anticipate or assume anything else that I'm saying. Listen to my words carefully. All I'm saying is appreciate the Raptors' regular season success for what it is and be happy with that because that's a really good thing to have this much regular season success on a regular basis. When it comes to the playoffs, the playoffs are going to be fun. And I think the Raptors have a really good shot of making a deep run and possibly getting back to the NBA Finals again. But I urge people, if for whatever reason that doesn't happen, do not look poorly upon what the Raptors have accomplished in this season. Because what they've done, it's a big deal. They've shown, because the Kawhi Leonard thing, you know, people like to point to the Raptors record this season being better than the Raptors season last year, which why do you, we knew that last season's regular season didn't matter. Last year's regular season was not a thing. Didn't matter. All last year mattered was the playoffs. And when you look at the Kawhi Leonard year through that lens, everything else makes sense. The Raptors were always a good team. For seven years, they were a really, really good team. But to make them a championship team, they needed that extra guy. And that's where Kawhi came in. So now as we head into the playoffs, this is a huge battle. This is a huge fight. Can they make it to the finals? Of course they can. They have a really good shot. But the rest of the East is really good too. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. But enjoy this team and enjoy the success that they're having right now. And enjoy the continued development of the Young Bucks. Showing the strength in the entire organization. Because that's there's a lot of teams in the NBA that would love to have the organizational structure that the Raptors have built over the last seven years. Don't take that for granted. So, hey. Enjoy these next games. Hopefully the Raptors slap up the Nets quickly in the first round. And then, hey, big boy time begins. And chances are you'll be facing the Sixers. Or not the Sixers, pardon me. The Celtics, chances are. And that's where the real fun begins. But as of now, hey, enjoy this time. Enjoy these wins. Because it is a big deal to do what the Toronto Raptors have done now for seven straight years and to see the continued waves, waves of player development that continue for this team.
Cool? Sound good? Let's get to some comments, though, because as mentioned, we want to hear from you here on the Wrap It Up podcast. We like to hear your comments and questions, and we try to take your comments from everywhere, whether you are streaming live on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitter, or on Facebook. We like to take your comments and questions. I start with my OG followers on IG. See, there's a flow there. Didn't even mean to do that. But let's get to some comments here as I go to IG. I'll scroll back up to the beginning. And let's see. who I got a lot of bonjours going on in the feed here. Alex said, uh, Lowry also closed out the first half with a hard drive to the layup, to the basket. He definitely did. And Kyle Lowry, again, such great leadership you're continuing to see from Kyle Lowry. And we want to see that really continue as we head towards the playoffs. Because this team, I'm telling you, is going to go as far as Kyle Lowry is going to take them. Because what the team needs the most is consistency. And I think that's got to come more from the vet as opposed to coming from, you know, Freddie or Pascal or someone like that. Just my opinion. I'm not saying Freddie and Pascal can't do it. I'm just saying the Raptors might be better served if that is coming from Kyle Lowry. Uh, Akim or Akeem, pardon me, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. But he says that was such a fun, wholesome game. Yeah, can't be mad at that. Pastor Wesley, they can't say that's a travel when they start when, oh, sorry, let me rephrase that. They can say that's a travel when they start calling it on Giannis. Yes, I get it. Lowry did travel, but it's the NBA. There's a lot of traveling that goes on in the NBA that doesn't get called. A lot of traveling done by Giannis that doesn't get called as well. So I hear you. I understand. Picking up what you're putting down. Glow Girl Smile says, Boucher is so long that he affects shots by blocking and cleaning up on the board. I like seeing both teams cheering for their bench as well. That was fun to see. That was really fun. It was a fun game. And Chris Boucher... The thing now with Chris Boucher is he can't go backwards, right? Because now it's documented. It's documented that when you give this guy minutes, he hustles, he busts his ass on defense, he's all over the glass. So he can't not do that because he doesn't have an excuse now. Because if he doesn't, Nick Nurse can easily just put him back on the bench because now we all know better. We know what to expect from Chris Boucher. Uh, here's a question, and I don't know if my guy Webby is listening right now, but I will definitely ask him the next time I talk to him. Here's a question here from Instagram. It says, must be pretty disappointing to be a Sixers fan. <laughs> I really second that because Joel Embiid will forever be frustrating to me, and I'm not even a Sixers fan. I have no vested interest in the success of Joel Embiid or the Philadelphia 76ers. But every time I see Joel Embiid, shoot a long fadeaway two, I get mad. (laughs) Even though he was doing it in this game against the Raptors, I'm still thinking, what are you doing? (laughs) Why are you doing that? Especially now without Ben Simmons, we talked about this about with Anthony Davis. We talk about Shaq numbers come playoff time. The same thing applies for Joel Embiid. Without Ben Simmons, as the Sixers head into the playoffs, Nothing less than 30 and 15s are acceptable for Joel Embiid every game come playoff time if the Sixers are to win a round. I'm not even saying make a deep run, but win a round, win some games. Joel Embiid has to put up big boy numbers. 
And the way to do that to me would be to get in the paint and dominate the middle of the key. Will he do it? I don't know. But I will say, if it frustrates me as a Raptors fan to see Joel Embiid do such foolishness all the time, I can't imagine what it's like for Sixers fans. So I'll, I will check in and ask my guy, Mr. Andrew Webster, what he thinks of that as well. Uh, one more comment from Instagram. Jokes aside, I think a game like this will go a long way for Stanley's confidence. You know what? I'm happy to, to see Stanley Johnson get a moment like that. Because it's been a rough season for him. And this game might not mean much to the, to, you know, fans watching or, you know, we don't, it was fun to see though, how happy the bench was for Stanley Johnson. Happy to see how, it was fun to see how happy the bench was for Adrian Griffin coaching his first game. So it's a good look to see, not going to knock Stanley Johnson. He made a play in winning time. Nothing wrong with that. Let me switch over and take some comments from YouTube. There's a funny, I'm going to read the, the name of this person, Captain Save a Bro. <laughs> but the comment says, let's go, all caps. What an entertaining end to the game. Uh, never thought I'd see Stanley Johnson come in, come up clutch. What a game. The diehard Raptor fans love that game. And you know what? I love reading and, and interacting with the diehard Raptor fans because you guys really deserve this. And by this, I mean a team that has now given you something legitimate to cheer about for seven years now. Because as diehard Raptor fans, y'all were cheering for some tough teams, man. <laughs> there were some years you had to talk yourself into Jamario Moon. There were some years you had to talk yourself into Joey Graham or Charlie Villanueva, right? Jose Calderon, and I know everyone loves Cal Jose Calderon, but let's keep it a buck for a second here. You weren't really going anywhere that far if Jose Calderon was your second best player. So you know what I'm saying? I'm happy for the diehard Raptor fans that get to enjoy something like this. A Stanley Johnson moment in 2020. Uh, another comment on YouTube. Masai is a god. Dude found Boucher, Stanimal, Dewan, Piwat, and 99 Matt Thomas. <laughs> Masai, Masai and Bobby Webster doing work. Doing absolute work. And anytime or any chance I get to big up Masai Ujiri, best believe I'm going to do it because he deserves all the props in the world for coming into Toronto and trying to ingrain not only in the organization, but among the fan base that we will win in Toronto. We deserve to win in Toronto. We can win in Toronto. And most importantly, we will win in Toronto. And my guy was right. So I will big up Masai any chance I get. No problems there at all. Uh, Styles checks in and says, Boucher fin in the bead, bubble MVP, no cap. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know you said no cap, but come on. Boucher's having a great, if they had like a bench player of the bubble, maybe, I don't know. Uh, but also for people who might not know, they are announcing a bubble MVP and an all-bubble team just for the eight games being played in the bubble, which is incredible. Shouts to the NBA because they know how to just create content. They know how to give the internet, the NBA Twitter folk, enough things to talk about. And just making up a bubble MVP is just great fodder for the NBA people online, right? 
Austin says the Gasol flu hits Embiid hard every single time. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. Poor guy. Poor guy. Uh, I don't know if these stats <laughs> says Embiid has a season worse, four of 22, meaning 18% from the floor in three games versus Daddy Gasol and the Raps. <laughs> Too funny, right? Uh, Bob asks a question, says, what are your thoughts about the blowout loss against the Celtics after these three games against the Grizzlies, Bucks, and Philly? Um, that's a good question. I'm going to be honest. My overall thoughts on the Toronto Raptors and where they will end up this season has not been altered by what's happened in this bubble or the restart. And I know that, you know, hey, I keep my receipts. I own up to my receipts. I said in terms of the regular season, I thought the Raptors would suffer a lot of injuries. And for that reason, they would finish somewhere between five, six, seven, and eight. Clearly, I was wrong. But what I think the Raptors' ceiling or what I thought would be a successful season for the Raps was winning, winning one round in the playoffs. And I thought that if they lost in the second round, that's kind of where I saw the Raptors going this season. And do I think they're upside? Like, do I see, you know, have they they shown me that I should give them a bigger upside? Obviously. I wouldn't be surprised if they make it to the NBA Finals. But I still think the Boston Celtics in the second round is a very tough matchup for the Toronto Raptors. Just because the Celtics have a good coach, much like Nick Nurse is also a good coach, but also the Celtics personnel. They do kind of what the Raptors do offensively, just with a better personnel. So what it's going to come down to, to me, is who can get more stops and who can make more winning plays. But that is going to be a battle. So what we saw in that game in terms of the Raptors getting blown up by the Celtics, the Raps just missed shots. So there's not too much that I'm reading into that game, just other than the Raptors missed shots. But I think it's going to be a tough series against the Boston Celtics if that is a matchup in the second round. And I always thought that the Raptors' second round matchup in the playoffs would be very tough. And so, hey, I can't wait to see that. I'm sure some people might disagree, but hey, I'm always here to give you my thoughts, whether I'm right or wrong. As a wise man once said, right or wrong, just how I'm feeling at the time, right? Another comment, Celtics is not Daisy says, Celtics is not going to be easy to beat. I am worried about that round. Uh, more comments here. Trying to see if there's any more Celtics comments. But, oh, another question. Asking if I believe in this TJ Warren guy. Um, <laughs> I mean, anytime you're putting up 50 spots in an NBA game, Sure, I got to believe in that. Like, that's not, you can't fake that. <laughs> you can't fake buckets like that in an NBA game, especially when people know that you're on a, you're on a roll and the whole defense is aimed to stop you. Got to give you credit if that is what you're doing. And that's what TJ Warren has been doing, getting buckets so far. So I don't know what Indiana is going to be like come playoff time, but as of now, TJ Warren's got to scare some people. I don't know if he scares Jimmy Butler, but. Either way, I'll be there to, to tune in and watch that matchup. Uh, let's switch over to Twitter. I'll take some Twitter comments here before we wrap up. 
Uh, Brett Brown making references to landing the plane during his interviews. Is that a thing now? <laughs> I did hear that comment. They referenced it on the broadcast. Um, I, I, landing the plane. I, I don't know if that's a reference to Joel Embiid's airplane, Selly. I, I don't know what Brett Brown's doing, but sure. <laughs> Whatever works for you and your motivational speeches, Brett, Brett Brown, you keep working on that. Uh, another comment. Jay Simone asks, hey, Sheldon, never miss a show. Love it and love your commitment to the fans. Listen, I I don't like, you know, I don't want to think that it's my commitment to the fans. I think it's my commitment, just like your commitment as fans, to the Raptors. And I love the city of Toronto. And most of all, that's where this comes from. I'm, I'm passionate and I love the city of Toronto and I will rep for the city of Toronto, and the Raptors do that. So in turn, I rep the Raptors. Obviously, I love sports. Obviously, I work in sports. I'll be honest, today today at work, I was putting together the story for uh, the Leafs cleaning out their locker rooms, or I guess it was weird this year because it was on Zoom. They're all, but basically the end of season report on the Leafs. And watching that, like, I felt their pain. Like, those dudes looked so sad on their Zoom feeds talking about losing another season and, and just wasting away in the playoffs again. And watching that, you feel for them. And if you're a fan of just Toronto sports, you follow that. And you've also followed the Raptors to know that, one, you've seen teams go through that, but also the Raptors show you that it's possible to come out on the other side of that right? There's an experience there. And so I bring all that up to say, this is a Toronto thing. Anyone that reps Toronto, I rep you. <laughs> and so the raps have put on for our city. And so that's why I get all the energy to do this. And also you guys tuning in and doing this show with me. I'm sitting here spending half the show reading your comments. So you guys here doing that, that also hypes me up and that adds to my commitment as well. So appreciate you guys tuning in. I appreciate the comment because as long as you guys are here, I'll do my best to be here as well. So you know what? I'm going to end the pod on that because that was a really happy note. That was a good note, a positive note. I like that. A lot of things people talk about in terms of doing things on the internet, people are always worried about negative comments and all that. And I will, I got to say, I'm blessed in doing this project. You know, there's a lot of people online interacting with the show. And it's all positive. Like, you know, people will joke around about because I say, oh, I don't think the Raptors will do this or do that. And people, for the most part, are all positive. I rarely see any of the Internet trolls or people just coming on here to be an ass or whatever. And that is also a reason why I keep it going, because this is for we've set a tone in terms of the comments, in terms of, you know, the people that are in here and the community of Raptors fans and that's the reason why we do this. So appreciate you guys tuning in as we continue to build this up. And we'll be here whenever I'm, it's possible for me to do this. And work scared now that I'm back at work and back in the office. It's going to be kind of tough for a couple games here and there. But I'm going to try to make it work. And we will do this pod whenever I can. So really appreciate you guys tuning in as the Toronto Raptors win yet another game in the bubble. 125 to 121. Chris Boucher. Leading the way, 19 points, 9 rebounds, 4 blocks. Stanley Johnson making winning plays down the stretch. A lot of fun tonight being had by the Toronto Raptors and their bench. And 
Shouts to Nick Nurse, giving some love to Adrian Griffin. But either way, fun had by all, especially you guys here on this pod, as you always do. So huge thanks to you guys for tuning in. Whether you are streaming this podcast live on Twitter or on Instagram or on YouTube or on Facebook, really appreciate you guys as I try to get comments from each and one each and every one of those live streams really appreciate you guys tuning in and if you tuned in late we got you covered because this podcast will end up on itunes spotify soundcloud google play and of course on youtube so please like and subscribe and now that we're up on these places streaming live hey you can put us up on your tv right after the game ends you get a notification Y'all got smart TVs. It's 2020. Most people got smart TVs or Chromecast or something. Boom. Get us up on the TV as we take your comments and questions live. Really appreciate you guys again for tuning in. And, you know, that's about it. That's all I got. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. And as always, as I close each and every podcast, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Boom, blast.